Hey, welcome to the Apologetic Fun in 10 podcast. Alex Davis here, and you've decided to join me on an incredible journey where we sit and defend the gospel against false beliefs in the world today. I'm currently pursuing my master's in Christian apologetics at OBU University, and you are about to have a bunch of fun learning how to defend and know the truth of the gospel. Let's go ahead and get started, my friends. So you might already have seen the topic of this conversation, and I'm really excited because, well, this has just been something that's continually been coming to the surface of my mind, and I'm seeing it a lot everywhere in people's teachings, and it needs to be talked about. Um, There are quite a few of people in the church specifically that say, you know, we are little gods and they'll read scripture. They'll take it out of context and they will say that we are little G gods, that God made us in his image, which he did. We can see that in Genesis one twenty seven. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. If we read that scripture and immediately think, oh my gosh, because we are created in the image of God, then we are little gods. Something, something about our point of view and something about our perspective, I would say is actually flawed. And the reason that we think of these things and think like this, I personally believe has to do with the inerrancy in us to desire to be like God. You know, if we look at the beginning and we look at Genesis, we see Adam and Eve living in the garden. We see Adam naming the animals. In in a way, he was in an image of God. I mean, not in a way, he was. He was naming the animals parallel to how God created the universe, naming things by name, speaking the light into existence. There's parallels for how we are in the image of God, but we are not little G gods. I want to read a couple quotes from this book that I'm reading. It's called God Dwells Among Us. It's so funny that this topic has been on my heart and reading this, I said, oh my gosh, I have to share. So this is written by, I didn't even tell you, um, JK, GK Beale and Mitchell Kim. It's phenomenal. Just giving us a beautiful perspective on what the gospel means and just like the whole story from Eden until now. Um, so here we go. What does it mean to reign as representative? The Greek translation of image, as you know, being an image of God, is icon. On a computer screen, an icon is a small picture file that when clicked, ushers in the megabytes of the computer program that it represents. Metaphorically, humanity is a small picture file in the terabytes of God's glory and creation. 
Although we often feel small in light of the overwhelming brokenness in the world, God has created us at the icons of his powerful presence. Icons do not point to themselves, but icons usher in a far greater reality. Similarly, we represent God so that our presence ushers in the presence of God Almighty wherever we go. Did you guys catch that? Icons do not point to themselves, but usher in a far greater reality. That is God. Icons and the word image are translation of like the same word in English. So we can gather from this quick little passage that we just read that being in the image of God has nothing to do with us reigning as he reigns. Rather, it has to do with us pointing to a greater creator. We cannot be little G gods if we don't have control of the weather, if we don't have control of time, if we don't have control of others' decisions. If we were little G gods, don't you think we would have more control over what's going on in our world? Sure, we have decisions and we can make decisions upon what we do, how we say. I mean, what we say, how we say it. I mean, just right then, I made a mistake in my in my voice. Even though I'm choosing to speak, I still make mis- mistakes. Look again, in the way that I speak, because I'm not perfect. I'm not a little G God. Even if we look at the passage in Psalms 82, a lot of people will take this piece of scripture out of context. And what's scary about it is ultimately this whole passage is not even about, you know, God talking to us. Rather, it is a passage that God is speaking to the divine counsel. And he is commanding them and speaking with them, rebuking them as little G gods, acting them to telling them to act justly toward the weak and needy. And uh, we can see that I'm going to read a little bit of uh, a commentary from this passage. Um, and this is just really brought back into perspective as to what this passage actually means because people will say, well, God is speaking to us because verse six says, I said, ye are gods and all of you sons of the most high. I just read a really weird translation. Sorry about that. (laughs) Um, And this is what a piece of the commentary says. It says in the midst of the gods, the Hebrew preposition used here is I can't even pronounce that, but requires the Hebrew word Elohim to be translated as plural here, as gods. The gods in this verse are the council members. The heavenly host in Psalms 82.6 is a council of divine beings, and they are also mentioned in Psalms 89.5-7, through 7, where they are depicted as in heaven or the skies. People think that this passage particularly, and feel free to go to Psalms 82 and read it for yourself. 
but they perceive that this passage is saying that ye are gods and all of you are sons of the most high. But nevertheless, ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. This passage completely alludes to that these people are not men. This is the divine counsel that God is speaking to. It just burdens my heart to hear and see men and women taking scripture so far out of context that it literally does not mean anything as to what they're assuming. Even this, I'm going to read another passage from the book that I'm reading. We can only accomplish our mission as we recognize our identity as icons of God. Often the demands of ministering to people expose our inadequacies and we become depressed since their needs exceeds our resources. However, these excessive demands remind us that we are only icons. We are not the answer. We are created as icons through which the glories of God, God's presence shine. Jesus Christ is the perfect image and icon of God. Read Colossians 1.15. Guys, we are not the answer. If we were the answer, we would have already had life figured out by now. We cannot be little gods. We cannot portray God on earth in a way that is perfect and blameless. We don't have control of the things on earth. If we did, we'd sure be a lot more stressed out. But praise be to God that he does and that he loves us and that he equips us and that we are not enough. But because of Christ, we can finish the race. My friends, I really hope that you can walk in the assurance of the call on your life. I hope that this episode really puts an ache in your heart to know scripture more and deeper. I know that over these seven months of recording this podcast, it has produced a lot in my life, especially just a desire to dig deeper into scripture and to repent for the times that I misinterpreted scripture and spoke falsely. I pray that you can continue to walk in the call, like I said, and just sit in peace and walk in the spirit. Let me know if you need prayer or anything. Look in the info below for any of the further resources that you'd like to dig deeper and check out my website if you so please. Love you guys. Talk to you next Friday.